0: New drive with Goodman and Fry presented by Silter Har Mazda a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda find them at sthmazda.com live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry
1: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive Goodman, Fry, watch us, MyLifeSports.com you can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport. You can find them in Denver and in Parker. It is an intimate car buying experience. Whether you're looking for a foreign car, domestic car, luxury ride, they have the inventory. They also service all makes and models. They have great finance options, a terrific place to go. Again, if you're looking for a foreign car, domestic car, they really specialize in luxury rides. And why wouldn't you want a luxury ride? Head on over to Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver or in Parker or find them online at rmeurosport.com. Time now for the lead.
0: The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park.
1: Okay, Terry. Overall impressions of today's joint practice. It's only one, and training camp is over.
2: The Broncos were pretty impressive. You can also make the argument that whatever you want to find in in drills like this and joint practices, whatever you want to find, you can find. You can find you can find things to argue that the Cowboys had a, at least a standoff type day in coming up here and scrimmaging, scrimmaging. Excuse me, joint practicing with the Broncos. So I'm sure that the, the perspective from the Dallas side is a little different, but I think it was fairly clear to me and I think to you that the Broncos had the better of
1: it. My biggest concern, and I said this at the top of the last hour, was the Cowboys were going to come in and look like a 12-win team and push around the Broncos like the 49ers did Mm -hmm. more than a few years ago when they wound up going to the Super Bowl. The Broncos were embarrassed in that particular practice. And with only one practice, you, make sure, you better make sure you get it right. The energy was definitely at Dove Valley today throughout the entire building. Uh, it was a packed media house. The berm with fans, it was packed. I think they had about 6,000 people there. It wasn't a record, but they had about 6,000-plus people there. There were Cowboys fans. Obviously, a lot of Broncos fans there. People were yelling, let's go Broncos. Other people were yelling, let's go Cowboys. So it was a really fun atmosphere, and you could tell I didn't watch the Cowboys warming up, but I did watch the Broncos warming up. And I'm not suggesting that Justin Simmons doesn't dance around during pregames, but he was hopping up and down and he was jumping around and he looked energized and ready to go and so did a lot of his
2: teammates. Probably the most entertaining part of it to me was, and I'll use the word entertaining because it drew my attention, was that the Broncos defense played with, with an attitude. Right. As much of an attitude as you can have in that kind of a set. And the Broncos' offense was just kind of entertainingly efficient against the Cowboys' defense. It was kind of peaceful and businesslike on that side, on that field. We have spent very little time
1: talking about the Broncos' front three. Correct. And they have a chance, I believe, to be very good. I like Deshaun Williams. Mm-hmm. I liked him last year because he always seemed to be around the ball, always seemed to make plays. I haven't seen D.J. Jones play with the Broncos yet, but he was very effective, certainly, With the San Francisco 49ers. -hmm. And Draymond Jones is a guy who wants to be great. And he's going into a contract year. And those three guys wreaked havoc on the Cowboys offensive line. Along with Baron Browning and Chubb and Nick Benito, the rookie, who, if you are looking at it, and I understand you're not actually getting a sack. They, They were not allowed to hit the quarterback today. He would have had about three, four sacks today. Make no mistake about it. So we've had questions as well about, you know, is, is the Broncos' greatest weakness their pass rushers,
2: right? No, I think the Broncos' greatest weakness is their offensive line.
1: But a lot of people have looked at it and said, Bradley Chubb has never been fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Randy Gregory, who they spent a lot of money on. So
2: you're saying question marks there.
1: I, I think after after the offensive line, I think most reasonable people would say, their biggest question mark is mm-hmm. they're their pass rushers, meaning they're two outside guys. But it looks like they have depth there. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I'm not going to count a lot on Benito. Anything you get from a rookie is gravy, honestly. But Baron Browning, who's been in the league for more than a few years, came from a big-time program at Ohio State, he's got a lot of bend to him. So does Nick Benito, a lot of bend to him. So if Randy Gregory misses some games, if Chubb misses some games – from what we have seen early, with the way they attacked the Cowboys' offensive line today, I feel pretty good about those backups.
2: I think there have been a lot of promising signs, but this is nothing that's worthy of being considered a body of evidence. And I think you know you're you're saying that too. You're not. I, I'm saying we have seen flashes mm-hmm. from Browning so
1: far, playing a new position. We have seen flashes from this rookie. We know what Chubb is capable of. And at the end of the day, I think that. Chubb is probably playing for a contract someplace else. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's playing for a contract here. I know George Payton said about Bradley Chubb, we want to bring him back. You got to pay Russell Wilson. Got to pay him. You're going you're to want to bring back Draymond Jones, I would think as well. But when you look at what they've done, let's read the tea leaves. They moved Browning and Cooper to outside linebacker. They brought in Gregory and they drafted Benito. I don't think you have to be a genius to look at this and say, maybe Chubb isn't in the plans because mm-hmm. they're trying to make sure somebody's there to fill Chubb's role. They didn't draft Nick Benito to be a backup in no. the second round. And, they're taking- they, and they didn't bring in Gregory, by the way, to not play either. And they're not going to have three pass rushers on the field, three, you know, Three outside linebackers on the field a lot. Well, that's
2: even assuming that Gregory even gets back on the field. Who's that? Gregory.
1: Gregory will eventually get on the field, although looking at his history, he has missed more games than he has actually played Mm -hmm. in the NFL. I will say this though. Gregory was kind of embarrassing today at practice. He was chirping, chirping, chirping. I understand he's a former cowboy seeing his old friends but he was talking way too much for a guy who hasn't played or old enemies.
2: That's fine. There are rival rivalries within locker rooms,
1: but you know what? Everybody's the tough guy when they're hiding behind somebody (laughs) else,
2: right? (laughs) You you ever see
1: that fight or see that fight in the movie?
2: I was behind you. You didn't notice me over your shoulder today, chirping away.
1: Uh, I I did not. You were very quiet today. I could not hear you yelling, but you know what I mean? You know what? Don't be a big talker when, when you, when you're, when you're not capable of throwing a punch. You know what I'm talking about? You have some guy who's chirping, 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 and he's standing behind somebody else saying, I'll get you, I'll get you. He, he couldn't
2: get on the field. Nathaniel Hackett had made a point of saying he didn't want anything like that happening at the joint practice. Neither did McCarthy. He
1: didn't want that so either. So I am wondering... So you have there, Gregory stirring the pot.
2: And Nathaniel Hackett's on the other field for the most most part. Maybe the entire practice. Well, he, well,
1: he was asked... What did you think of the defense? And he said, I didn't see it because he was with the offense. By the way, I got a a question for you. Vic Fangio came under fire a lot last year. Specifically, when the Broncos practiced against the Vikings, he was asked about the Broncos' offense, and he really didn't have an answer. And you know what the narrative was? He only cares about the defense. (laughs) Why isn't this the same narrative about Nathaniel Hackett?
2: That's a solid question.
1: Thank you. Do you got an answer? No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. You know you know why that question was asked? Because people were looking to pick on Vic. And there's a lot of reasons to pick on Vic. Lots and lots and
2: lots of them. So shouldn't Nathaniel Hackett be held to the same standard? But Vic was as advertised, a defensive specialist, even a guru in, at, at that. Right. And he lived up to that, all except proving he could be an adept head coach. He couldn't. Nobody said
1: boo about Hackett being with the offense. You know what? He's essentially their offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, he yes, should he be. Is. He should be with the offense. Being asked about the defense, he shouldn't be responsible for knowing what happened, what was standing behind him. It was hard enough for media members out mm-hmm. there to to go between two fields and then have a whole bunch of players standing in front of you. How do you think Hackett's going to do it? Well, I totally film. forgive him for, for for not knowing what happened. Film with the
2: tape digital whatever you want to call it today. He said he was going to go look, and I I'm wondering if if those skirmishes will be on that and he will, he will make a point of speaking to those who were involved. There were a lot of
1: skirmishes. As a matter of fact, one guy threw a punch today, number 51 threw a punch today. There were about five, maybe six. Some people counted seven skirmishes. Deshaun Williams was involved in one, but interestingly enough with the Broncos offense, number one offense, Cowboys, number one defense, nothing. But the, the only thing that did happen, there were no punches thrown. There were, there were punches thrown, On the defensive side. Meaning where the Broncos number one defense was playing. On the other side where the Broncos offense was, they cut him up like a knife
2: in a knife fight. They just
1: sliced they just sliced him up in the red zone. Talking about the Broncos Mm -hmm. offense. That's what they did.
2: When he couldn't tackle. And ran all over him. When you couldn't
1: tackle. Right. In the meantime, what did Russell Wilson think about today's practice?
3: I think our offense is exactly where I thought it would be. And I I honestly probably further. We're really far along. I mean, we just—it's impressive to see how much. Once again, I—I get credit to the guys, man. There's, the investment they've put into it every day, every moment. It's—it's all—it's all about them, you know, and what they've done. Um, you know, it's been a joy to be able to work with them every day and just put in the extra work, put in the extra work, put in the extra work. And I think it's obviously added up to uh, us looking really sharp, playing really clean football, um, executing in every way throughout the day. Made some great big plays. Uh, I thought Portland looked amazing today. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Judy had a nice little touchdown the, down the sideline there. Uh, a few other guys made some really spectacular plays. It was just really exceptional. Sauber uh, had a great play, a few of those. Um, Hinton caught the touchdown again. You know, we had a bunch of touchdowns a bunch of plays, you know. And uh, it was really cool. You know, I thought. Uh, I-
2: it's almost like he's holding a flip card and checking off the names as he mentions them. And he went on from there even to talk about the offensive line and, and, uh, how well everybody on the offense played, but mentioning both by name or position. So he's, he's a diplomatic quarterback. He understands how to do that. Right. He's a great leader. No question. I mean,
1: if you're a second or third string tight end on the team, how do you feel if the star quarterback, a future hall of famer mentions your name, Saubert. any of them? I mean, it could be tight end. It could be wide receiver, M- M- Montreal, Washington, whoever mm-hmm. it makes you feel good that a future hall of famer is, saying your name. Coming up after the break, Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider writes for milehighsports.com joins us next.
0: Afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to talk about Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Every seat is a great seat to watch preseason football and Major League Baseball playoffs without the Rockies. So you have a great seat. You have great food. But this is what I really love besides that because, of course, Greenfields is a sports bar. But if you like to play pool, you know, you walk into a bar and there might be one or two pool tables. You're like, eh, I got to wait. I got to wait. Not at Greenfields. They have an entire pool hall with 15 pool tables. And Cody Roraker is going to be joining us next. I have a feeling he's going to love this. You want to talk about a happy hour? Two for one. Wine well and drafts every day, 3 until 7 p.m. Yes, seven days a week, two for one, wine, well, and drafts, three until seven. No one does it like Greenfields and Lakewood. It's got something for everyone. Time now
0: for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline.
1: I want to bring in Cody Rourke. He's our Broncos insider. Catch all of his work on MileHighSports.com. And starting on Monday, he's going to be doing Afternoon Drive with Anilo Pirro. In this time slot, Afternoon Drive with Pirro and Rourke, he will be taking our slot. I'll be moving to mornings with Bruce Hurdle of Fox 31. Uh, Terry, unfortunately, could not do the show in mornings. He has other obligations like teaching young people Molding minds and then <laughs> destroying them. <laughs> Cody, how are you, my friend?
4: Uh, you know what? I'm a little cooked today. It was a uh, it was a little hot, but you know what? We were on tap for uh, a, a great and very uh, very lively training camp practice with the Broncos and the Cowboys today.
1: Are your tattoos fading because you didn't put on enough sunscreen?
4: Oh no, no, they get they get brighter as the days go on. So I'm all good.
2: Okay. Why were the Broncos' defenders, the defense, why were they so grumpy? They kind of set the tone with an attitude.
4: Well, you know, I, I like I like how they approach today. Uh, you All know, right. for them, they, for a couple of weeks, they've been smacking their own teammates, and they've been, you know, not able to really take out their aggressions on somebody else. So today, they got to line up against somebody else, and they got to take out their aggressions, their physical frustrations ahead of Saturday's preseason matchup, and. There was a lot, of, uh, a lot of trash talk, a lot of chippiness, but you know what? It was a, it was a very entertaining day.
1: I think some people going into the season might have said maybe offensive line is the weak link for the Broncos. I've heard other people say it could be the pass rush. You know what? With the way Baron Browning has played so far in camp and today, Nick Benito played today and really throughout camp as well. I think unofficially he had about four sacks. Chubb was terrific. Um, I don't know if – I can tell you right now, it looks like they certainly have plenty of depth there.
4: Yeah. No, they do. And, and, you know, another thing, too, you pointed out the offensive line. You know, a lot of the questions that we had is, you know, will this offensive line be able to protect Russ? And it seemed like today, against a different front, you know, the Bowles alluded to it. The defense knows their slide protection calls. um, But the Cowboys didn't. And it seemed like the pass protection today – There wasn't as much pressure given up when Russell Wilson was back there throwing as we've seen when they've been going against the Broncos defense. Now the trend continues for the Broncos defense. We saw a ton of pressure from that front seven, both first-team and second-team units today against the Cowboys. So I think that's probably a very, very promising sign.
1: I'll I'll give you something else. Have all of us completely underrated D.J. Jones, Deshaun Williams, and Draymond Jones? Yeah, yep. Or maybe and you didn't. Maybe you didn't. That's why you're our Broncos insider.
4: <laughs> well, we didn't see DJ Jones, you know, physically participate today, though he was there. But Mike Purcell's been filling in for him since he's been out, and they're really trying to work him back. He had a little bit of a soft tissue uh, injury in his back, but he, he's good. He just said that now he's trying to work on his conditioning um, to get back there in the Broncos. Obviously, you don't want to throw him out there. You know, he's probably not going to play in this preseason game on Saturday, but. Uh, those guys did fantastic. I mean, Mike Purcell was a force on the interior. Deshaun Williams was you know, doing a fantastic job. Draymond Jones was consistently knifing through the backfield. Uh, I just can't help but wonder what this may look like. If those guys are causing that much havoc on the interior, that's going to leave so many more one on one attempts for guys like Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory when he returns or Malik Reed, Baron Browning, Nick Benito which I think plays into the factor of what the Broncos want defensively.
2: Maybe this is a reach and coincidental, but after practice, I believe it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, Nathaniel Hackett pulled up, had Nick Benito stop and talk to him, gave him kind of a pep talk. What do you think he said, is it, did, and could that have anything to do with his surge in the last couple of days?
4: Um I, I'm not sure. I, I do know that for you know, Nick Benito, I, I had a lot of Broncos fans tweet me today saying, no, we haven't heard his name much. I said, I, it, I think it's a good quiet. you know, there hasn't really been anything that stands out that's you know, hey, this is concerning. Nick Benito's been flying all training camp in my opinion. <laughs> I, I just think that when you get these opportunities as you get closer to the season, maybe Nathaniel Hackett was kind of giving him a little pep talk on. Uh, Probably, especially earlier this week, you know, hey, you're going to be able to be unleashed a little bit soon. We will see him in the preseason, I do imagine. Um, But yeah, you know, I just think that, you know, for the rookie, he's been trying to figure out the ways to be a pro. And training cancer, I think, has been a good experience for him. And uh, Nathaniel Hackett, you know, obviously a guy who goes and supports his players, uh, just offering some advice there, which I think is a good thing.
1: We well, are time with Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider. You can catch his terrific work on milehighsports.com. And starting on Monday, he is going to be an afternoon drive, four to six, with Anilo Piro. I'll be moving to morning drive, seven to nine, with Fox 31's Bruce Hurdle. Um, a lot of great things happened today. Without setting you up, what did you think of Randy Gregory today who didn't really dress? Yeah.
4: <laughs> Well, I tell you what, you know, there's a there are definitely some media members in Dallas that definitely rubbed Randy Gregory the wrong way um, from his time there. That was something I took away. But, you know, for him, obviously being able to go see some of his former teammates and his coaches, he was there. Uh, and also, I noticed even on the sideline too, he was also coaching up, helping coach up some of the pass rushers because he's been able to go against some of those offensive tactics as well. That's one thing I noticed with Gregory.
1: But was he a little out of control talking to his former teammates?
4: Um, I don't know. I think it's just a competitive spirit. I know that there were some things that were said by some of his former teammates when he decided to sign with Denver after spurning the Cowboys. Um, so I imagine part of that is him trying to get some of that off of his chest.
2: Did he spit at, at a Dallas beat writer or was it somebody else?
4: No, I didn't see him spitting anybody. I know that he was jawing back and forth with somebody, uh, but then he ended up walking down the field because literally right after that, the Broncos, they, they transitioned to the red zone period on defense.
1: Let's talk about the offense. The way Russell Wilson and the offense started, uh, he was carving them up. It's his, I, know, I know Diggs wasn't out there, uh, at least for, for that part of the period. But this Broncos offense looked like an offense that many think they could look like. I don't want to say they were unstoppable, but in the red zone, they looked terrific. Beginning of practice, they were really good. Javante Williams had really good vision, especially early on, which I think he probably could have had about a 40, 50-yard run. Do you think, and and you brought this up, uh, something that Garrett Bowles said, is it a situation that maybe the Broncos' defense is this good, and maybe that's why it looks like at times the Broncos' offense is struggling. And now they're going up against the Cowboys that have a good defense. Listen, a Parsons is in the middle of that defense. Any defense is good with him on the field. But they made that Cowboys' offense defense look silly at times.
4: They certainly did, too. And you know one thing I really love seeing today with the offense? Russell Wilson killed the two narratives that so many talking heads say about him. He doesn't attack the middle of the field. And he doesn't use tight ends. Well, he attacked the middle of the field very often today. I mean, even Montreal Washington had two catches at the very beginning for about 15 yards apiece across the middle of the field with tightly contested coverage on him. Albert Oakley Brunon getting involved, Eric Saber getting involved across the middle. I mean, Russ was able to disprove two narratives in the span of 10 plays here today, which was a nice thing to see. But not only that, but just. The multitude of guys contributing in the red zone. Kendall Hinton. We talked about the injury to Tim Patrick being huge, and some other guys needing to step up. Well, we saw Montreal Washington do that, but Kendall Hinton can, has stacked, I think, three days in a row of a really good practice setting for him, uh, and is in line, I think, that he'll be uh, on the final roster. I think it, you know it'll be hard to to ignore what he's been able to do the last couple of days. Um, and then Jalen Virgil, you know, c- catching a deep touchdown pass down the right side from Brett Ripon getting behind the Cowboys defense. You love to see things like that. Uh, and just everybody getting involved. And, and look, as you mentioned, that Javante Williams run was beautiful because it was initially a stretch play to the left side for the offense going left. He cut it back right, and there was nobody near yep. him. Like, he had backed about three or four yards down, and then he cut back to the outside, stiff on the defender. I mean, that would have been, as you mentioned, 45, 50-yard rush in a real game. Heck, maybe he even breaks a tackle, runs for a touchdown in a real game setting. That right there was very impressive, uh, especially with Melvin Gordon out dealing with a foot contusion right now. And uh, we'll see him back next week at practice.
2: I'm a Broncos fan. Play along with me, will you? Uh, why should I go to the game Saturday night? Nobody's going to play. And what if I do go, what should I look for?
4: Well, absolutely. Here, you know, if you're a diehard Bronco fan, can I can I
1: answer that? Can I answer that? Real quick, before you answer it, what, what yeah. can you look for? Expensive beers, expensive <laughs> parking. That's my analysis. Now, Cody, what do you think?
4: I was going to say, you know, for uh, for Broncos fans, obviously we we don't expect to see the starters this week. We you know we might be able to see them for a series, but it seems unlikely at this point. But the back end, the depth of this Broncos team will be very very crucial for them throughout this entire season. The veteran players already said they're going to rely on some of the young guys because you're one injury away, you're one moment away from having your number called, and just to be able to you know have a little bit of an education on. When the regular season comes around, when you see this guy, you know, whatever number, let's say number 89, Brandon Johnson, when you mm-hmm. see him making a play regular season, you're not going to be surprised because you watched him in the preseason. You watched him grind for a roster spot. That's why I love the preseason. Personally, I get to evaluate all the back end guys in depth, that they're, uh, you know, guys who are fighting for a roster spot. Oh, not to mention Damari Mathis, who just looks unbelievable at the corner position. He and Fayon Hicks had a really good day against the Cowboys. So these young guys you need to keep an eye on because they will be very important depth contributors, not only just on special teams, but they could end up playing on offense or defense this upcoming season at some point, and you should know who they are.
1: I have some very good news for you, Cody. No reason to join us tomorrow. Training camp is over. You did a fantastic job for us over the last two weeks, and I am very excited to listen to your new show, An Afternoon Drive with Anilo Pirro four to six on mile high sports radio. I know you will not be up early in the morning to listen to the show that I do with Fox 31's Bruce hurdle. You are not hurting my feelings at all. However, you will be a regular contributor on our show every Friday at eight 15. So thank you for all your great work. I have learned a lot. I know our listeners and viewers have as well. Enjoy your weekend and enjoy your preseason game on Saturday. You'll be enjoying it a lot more than I will be. <laughs>
4: Appreciate you,
1: gentlemen. Thank you so much. All right. See you, Cody. Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider. You can catch his work on MileHighSports.com.
2: Which chair do you think Anila will take and which chair will Cody take? I
1: think uh, if Anilo's driving the show, he should take this chair so he can see Danny. And by the way, it's very disappointing to me. Three of my favorite guys I'm not going to be working with anymore. Danny is going to stay in afternoons. Logan, who used to be our producer before Danny... He's staying in afternoon drive. Nolan is staying in afternoon drive. What I'm stuck not- with Alex and Zach Seegers, who's just learning the television side of it. I'm. We are totally screwed, Zach. I mean, your work is great covering the Broncos. <laughs> it really is on MileHighSports.com. You and Cody do a fantastic job. Don't mess it up, because I will run through that glass wall coming up after the break the nba has retired a jersey a number permanently who is it that's it
0: and not missing a watching the
3: reach out space
0: afternoon drive with goodman and fry Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry.
1: Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to pinnacleden.com.
1: NBA announced today it's going to retire Bill Russell's number six. Throughout the league, players who currently wear the number six, including LeBron James, will be able to, to continue to wear it, but the number will not be issued again by any team to any player going forward. If the NBA, like Major League Baseball, which has retired the number 42, if they were going to retire just one number, is Bill Russell the
2: guy? Yes. Really? For all the reasons we've talked about before, when he passed away, his impact not just on the game itself, mm-hmm. but on society around him, mm-hmm. uh, putting up with a lot of garbage in Boston when he was st- starring, including coaching. Okay. Yep. And uh, all the reasons for all the reasons advanced, I'd say yes on Bill Russell. I would say no. You're not going to just say Michael Jordan because he's great. I'm going to say Kareem
1: Abdul-Jabbar. The problem is he's such a cantankerous ass and nobody likes him. He's
2: gotten to be so much better than when he played. Well, that's because he's probably in his 70s,
1: but he has alienated himself he was, from everybody in the he NBA. He was a
2: jerk when he
1: played. I know that.
2: I know that. Uh, but I, I will say. But
1: hold on. But hold on. Hold, let me just say one thing to, to one of your points. For starters, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a better player. He was a better player. Better shooter. As far as rebounds go, I know Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. I get that. He was a better player. But here's the other thing that people just don't want to look at. There is a picture, a very famous picture, I believe, of Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, yeah, I saw the Bill one Russell.
2: Eight, eight or ten guys.
1: And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in that picture, isn't he? mm mm-hmm.
2: He was a guy who fought for civil
1: rights. So why did why is bill russell seen as the great the the, the
2: guy who got involved well, socially the, the most impactful athlete was arthur ash in my opinion that's fine you, well if if you're talking about but you can't retire a number in tennis that's
1: right well if you're talking about athletes who had an impact i i, I would i would say billie jean king mm-hmm. but that's a totally different that's a totally different sport and you are not retiring anything Hockey. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a better player, and socially
2: he spoke out too. I can make that argument too. I'm not going to yeah. belittle it. With that, but I would go. I think the decision to do it with Bill Russell is correct. The timing, of course, the impetus of him passing away hastened the timing and made it made it a good idea. Now, quote unquote, good idea. And I understand your point
1: that Jackie Robinson was not the greatest baseball player no, he of wasn't. all time. And you can make the case that Bill Russell, is, I would make the case, he he's not the greatest basketball player of all time. But if you're talking about social issues, yes, there's no question. Jackie. Playing in Boston, I'm sure, was incredibly difficult for him. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a similar impact in, in our society when he played too.
2: Jackie Robinson was one, of, was one of the best athletes of all time in terms of also playing football. No question.
1: No question. Basketball but Jackie UCLA. Robinson's number is retired because – of his social impact and breaking the color barrier, i can agree because bill russell did it all for mm-hmm. lack of a better phrase and kareem abdul jabbar his career really got going in the 70s right for bill russell he played in the 50s and 60s and that's when it was even you know what the funny thing is i was about to say that's when it was the
2: hotbed
1: of social change but you know what's ironic Today is a hotbed okay. of social change.
2: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, though, has become more eloquent, and just his writing is just terrific. Right. So thoughtful, so deep. But he's been so re- impactful.
1: But n- none of that can rescue his reputation of just
2: being. Well, Bill Walton R- uh, was a jerk when he played too, and now he's you know a magpie, magpie on broadcasting. Right. But he was a guy who fought for change as well. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know if you retire his number.
2: Hockey's hockey's taking a little bit different approach. They've retired one number league-wide, and that's Wayne Gretzky's 99, simply because he was so transcendent as a player.
1: And hockey has it right, and I'll tell you why. I don't understand why sports feel it's necessary to retire a number when somebody dies. Why not do it when they're alive so they can say, wow, that's great, Mm -hmm.
2: instead of their family saying,
1: wow, that's great.
2: When would they have have to have done it with Bill Russell for him to be vibrant enough to appreciate it.
1: Before he died?
2: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I am talking about his health his health sure. status right. the last few years. If they, I don't know exactly right. painstakingly to be able to describe the progress and the ups and downs of that.
1: So, if they retired one number in
2: football, are you suggesting slam dunk Jim Brown? Uh, I wrote down Jim Brown or Walter Payton, number thirty-four. Why Walter Payton? He's well, he was the best football player ever. Well, in terms of being, being uh, a guy who played much bigger than his size, he could have stepped in and played guard if he had to for a couple plays. But here's he could have the- played quarterback. My dad coach was one of his coaches at Chicago. And always said he was the greatest football player he ever saw. I,
1: I, w- I would agree because, first of all, he could not play quarterback. I watched him throw. <laughs> he, he was he was a good thrower. Sidearm. Side he was a good thrower. He never would have survived as a quarterback. Let's just get that out of the okay,
2: way. I'm saying he could have gone in for a play and but, thrown one
1: pass. But if your argument, and it's, it's a fine argument, Bill Russell would social change mm-hmm. and all those championships, but really social change, and it was really the same thing with Jackie Robinson, then again, the slam dunk should so you, be Jim Brown. Jim Brown. I wrote it him should down. Be him.
2: He's on my list. I also put down Jim Thorpe, but he did not play in the NFL. No, you he can't predated put him the NFL. You can't put him there. How about George Hallis or Curly Lambeau? Guys who were I- I impactful and important in the progress of the. league? Well,
1: we're talking about retiring a number,
2: but they played. George Halas was number seven.
1: And nobody, nobody remembers him playing. It was such a long time. I remember him playing. His impact was not as a player. His impact was as a coach and a founder of mm-hmm. football.
2: That's still a, that's still a pretty, as a track record, yeah. that's pretty hard. To Bill Russell
1: in. is known for being a player, not a coach. Yeah. Right. So not, I, I wouldn't say George
2: Hallis. So I, I would go. With, I said first, I would go. I still would go with uh, Walter Payton. Who but, would you? Who would you go with, Jim Brown? Well,
1: if, if by by your metric, I would go with him. You know who I, <laughs> you know I'd go with. Well, I, I'm not going to even You're say You're Tom Brady. I, well, the problem is is that when you look at the last three times a team has lost a draft pick, he's been involved with all of them. <laughs> so it's hard to argue for him. Walter Payton, to me, was a great, great running back. Who was a better running back? Barry Sanders.
2: Oh, yeah. Barry Sanders could change direction in mid-air. Barry Sanders so I, was, I, I, that was that a better is, running that, back. That is not, no, I don't think he was, but he's... he's he was a great, great, great running back. He was and, a and better again, one. And again And again, I come back to this point that whenever it's either or, Mickey, Mickey, Matt, Willie Mays. I'll give you this. Walter Payton. I'll Barry give you Sanders, this. And you're not trashing the other one if you say
1: one. Barry Sanders was a better running back. Walter Payton was a better all-around football player. Yeah. I'll go. Is that, go is go that the with, simplest yeah. way to put yeah. it? Yeah. And he was. He was a great blocker. He was a terrific receiver. Barry Sanders wasn't a one-trick pony but his one trick that he was really good at better than anybody else in NFL
2: history he could get it, he could get a, he could change direction between steps here
1: here's something that people don't realize and I understand that I'm saying this in Denver people look at Terrell Davis he was out of practice today people look at his 3 year stretch as the greatest 3 year stretch of all time right a lot of people in Denver will say that Barry Sanders had a 3 year stretch better than that mm-hmm. that's saying something what do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor just in case you missed it
5: Broncos owner and CEO Greg Penner announced a uh, team president today. He said he would be making that announcement soon in the press conference yesterday. That name will be uh, on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports.
0: to do drive with Goodman and Fry presented by Silter Harmazda a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Harmazda find them at sthmazda.com live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk here's Eric and Terry Welcome
1: back afternoon drive Goodman Fry watch us myliesports.com you can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word Are you ready? is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themackenziefirm.com. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine & Wicker. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautWicker.com.
5: Just in case you missed it, Denver Broncos owner and CEO Greg Penner announced Damani Leach as the team president of the Denver Broncos. He said in yesterday's press conference he would be naming a team president but was not releasing the name at that time. Uh, Leach is a highly respected sports executive and innovator with 25 years of experience across collegiate and professional levels of sports. Uh, Your initial reactions to the hire and did you think that maybe we would hear the announcement in the coming days that it would be Peyton Manning taking on that team president role? Was this a surprise to you?
2: Only in the sense this is a business hire not a football hire. Uh, Leach had played football th- three times, all Ivy League defensive back at Princeton. He's, he's a good football player, but he's he's been he's been involved in the sports business end of it. It's like Kerry Harry Walter Walton Penner standing up there and saying we're new in the sports business. They hired a sports they hired a sports background guy who's adept in business and has been the COO of NFL International the last three seasons. Was an N- was an NCAA executive. He's got a lot of experience. He's going to head. He's going to head the the Broncos and the stadium management. So I think he's going to be involved whenever they talk about a new stadium. He's going to be heavily involved.
1: I wasn't surprised that it wasn't Peyton Manning. He's got a lot going on. And I don't think he wants to deal directly with business. I think he does want to be involved in football decisions. I think he wants a Joe Ellis type of role where he does both. I think that's what he wants. Um, So, no, it didn't surprise me. Is it a good hire? I'm guessing it's a great hype. Looking at the ownership team they put together, I bear little doubt this guy will be tremendous. But he's not going to—he's not going to be the type of guy we're going to be hearing from. Joe Ellis was the president of the team; he was at every single press conference. I don't think this gentleman we're going to be seeing at an introductory press conference for a
2: new player. It's very, very clear that uh, Greg Penner is going to be the front man and spokesperson. So the team president is an ancillary
5: role. Right. Just in case you missed it, Altitude has announced a two-year agreement with the Air Force Academy to broadcast select men's and women's basketball and men's hockey games. They will also televise the Falcons' season opener in football against Northern Iowa on September 3rd. How does this partnership benefit both the academy and Altitude?
2: Well, it gets the secondary sports, basketball, basketball and hockey, greater exposure, and if they can expand from the one game, for the football team, that would be a great help. I'm not going to say about altitude and it Comcast. Okay, I'll,
1: I'll say it. It benefits Air Force as much as it benefits the Nuggets and the Avalanche. And I'll leave it at that. Roughly 55% of the population that, that has Comcast, 55% of the population probably has Comcast. So 45% of the population either streams, has Direct TV or Dish. So yes, it's nice that they get more exposure, but the problem is over half the population has come
5: And it benefits them actually less than the Nuggets and Avs because it's only select games, right. not all the games. Right. Uh, just in case you missed it, Hard Knocks, some of the highlights from Tuesday night's episode, uh, a big one, was Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick, singing Billy Jean in front of the team. Yeah. All his teammates got involved. He was dancing around. He was hitting the high notes. Uh, If you were an NFL rookie and you had to sing to the team, what song would you choose?
2: Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi.
1: I don't know. Um, I'd probably break out my guitar and do something. You know what I would do? I would break out my guitar and I would do American Pie.
2: Don McLean. That's a long one. That that goes on for like 25 minutes. Well, I would shorten it. You know, the verse... Hutchinson didn't sing all of Billy Jean, so
5: right. you don't have
1: to sing the whole thing. I would, I would do probably the the first couple of verses and then a, the chorus a couple of times. A long, long time ago, I mean that's how it would begin, right? And then Helter Skelter into Summer Swelter, I would do that, and I, then
2: I'd. You'd play.
5: bring down the house.
2: Oh,
5: yeah. Those are both great choices because they're good sing along songs. So I would imagine some of the team would join in. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, though. It was
1: either that or row, row, row your boat. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, and you can always find uh, – you can walk into the store, I should say. You can always get great specials. Right now, all Italian wines, 750 milliliter, are on sale right now, 15% off. They also deliver to the entire Denver metro area, and if your delivery is over $100, bucks, you are in luck. It's free. That's fantastic. See CY Westward has named Argonaut the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Check them out on Colfax or go to ArgonautLiquor.com. Bo, we had a crew behind the glass today. Danny, you were fantastic. Nolan, you did a great job training. Uh, Let's see. Zach and Logan, uh, am I missing anybody?
5: No, I think you got it all. Good training day here at Mile High Sports. What a great... We're
1: just missing Denzel Washington because he was such a helper. In that movie He was booked Yes he
5: was <laughs>
1: Very great job Thanks, guys Training camp's over Make it the best possible night you can